It's that time of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Time for another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Whether you're listening at a later date and time, TBD, on your way to work, while mowing the lawn, taking a shower. You want to hear Matthew's voice and my voice while you're taking a shower? Do what you got to do. (laughs) Or if you're watching along live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, we thank you for taking a little time out of your day and out of your summer to talk about Suns basketball with both Matthew and myself. Matthew, (laughs) welcome to the first podcast of August. How are you, my friend? You know, I'm good. And I think about that sometimes listening to like Bill Simmons in the shower. I'm like, (laughs) is it kind of weird that I do that if I have it on the background or, you know, does God watch me shower? Who knows? I think about a lot of things in the shower. (laughs) I do too. And I'm right. Like I listen to a lot of like my fantasy football or baseball podcasts while I'm in the shower. You so take notes in there too? Yeah, I'm kind of, it's kind you of got odd. A notepad in there? Yeah, it's kind of odd. You know, I'm <laughs> okay. sitting there, I'm like, well, I'm in the shower. I just want to hear about fantasy performances of other dudes. And you get out and you, just, you, feel, <laughs> you feel wrong. So let's start this podcast over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, August. Welcome to yeah. August. Uh, the worst month of the year. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, we're, I don't know. It kind of all blends together for me. It's it, nothing really separates itself too much anymore in my life. So I I don't know. It's all right, dude. I guess it sucks. I have breaking bad right on a watch, you know, to catch up on. So yeah, this is I'm true. Not, this is that it time keeps of me year. kind of busy a little bit. <laughs> August, August is the time of year where if there's anything you need to catch up on, you do it outside yes. of like yard work. Cause if you live in Arizona, it's just kind of hot, but some, you still do it. But August, you'll know, personally, I have like a vendetta against august i don't know what it is i don't know if anyone's heard me do this rant before but you know what i figured i'd open up this podcast with this little rant on how much i hate the month of august one simply saying it out loud august just sounds dry sounds arid it's gross doesn't have the same zip as july or the same cadence as october or november or december uh it's hot it is 31 days of it there's no football that counts there's no basketball at all. There's <laughs> no. the dog days of baseball. And if you live in Arizona, you're just tired of the summer by this point. Now, granted, we've had what I would consider a somewhat mild summer. We've had some monsoons. We've had some weather, if you will. But still, by August, you're just you're just done with it. You're done. You're ready for you're ready for basketball season to start. You're ready for the excitement of the holidays. You're ready for the cool down. And none of that is even remotely promised to you in August. At least in September, you're like, hey, every day it's a little bit cooler. This might be the end of this bullshit, but not mm-hmm. August. You know, August I think with all the is a prick. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't let you finish there, but I think with all the sightings of the UFOs and stuff, I think we're all just kind of looking forward to other things, you know, nowadays. So no idea what you're talking about. Must be August talking because it makes no sense. <laughs> it might be. It might be, man. <laughs> Fucking August. But anyways, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and we'll read it right here on the pod. Just like Emac and AZ left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, said, love this pod, exclamation point. Been listening since the bubble. Love Matthew and John. All the Suns gear you guys have is great and and cool setup, too. Shout out to Just Sports for all the Suns gear. We appreciate that. Go to their website, put in Suns Jam in the coupon code, and you'll get 25 or 15% off. Oops, sorry. Uh, give me something to look forward to. Would love to be on with you guys one day. I'm a regular on post-game show with Bluebird Flex. Keep up the good work. 
gents. Uh, appreciate that, Emac and AZ. And you know what? I probably would hear you on Bloomer's uh, postgame show, but we're always doing the postgame pod. So it's like I never tune into that show anymore unless I'm driving home from the arena and I didn't even go to a game last season. So shame on me. Yeah, that's one that sucks that you kind of missed during the postgame. Yes, big time. I love listening to that one. Big time. So uh, again, thank you, Emac and AZ, for leaving us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. And you too can write something in. And we'll read it right here on the podcast. All right, Matthew, before we pop into the intro, what are you going to be popping on today? I got water. Nice. Stay hydrated, my friend. Well, I've got... <laughs> all over your computer. Uh, I've got the finished long drink. Don't know if you've ever had this, but it's fantastic. I no. get the cranberry one. It's a five and a half percent alcohol. It is. Uh, it's delicious. You can get these at like fries. They've got this one. They've got it's essentially like a gin little drink and it doesn't taste any very ginny if you will in fact it says gin with natural cranberry and juniper berry flavors and carbonation colored with elderberry so oh, this is gonna you be delicious. Got the, the cool kind of drinks over there man. Well, you know i'm a food and beverage director cool I'm, guy, I'm, yeah i'm tapped into this kind of shit so pop them if you got them sons fans and let's try to find something to talk about in august Bye. Here we go, Jamsters. Month of August, and the Phoenix Suns have finished, if you will, uh, fulfilling their two-way contracts. The news that's happened since we last recorded one week ago is the fact that they have signed Dwayne Washington Jr. to a two-way deal and are once again bringing back Ish Wainwright on a two-way contract as well. So, Matthew, where do you want to start? Which guy do you want to start talking about first? Let's start with Dwayne. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Dwayne. What do you know about Dwayne? Not a whole lot to the last week. Um, I actually looked at some highlights, but it looks like he's a guy. He looks a little bit bigger than what they say, 6'3", 210. Yeah. He's a guy that looks like he's not afraid of contact either uh, in the lane. Two-man guy, a guy that can play the two-man game. Um, it looks like he's pretty decent from three. But, of course, the big talk was he was picked up from the Suns and he was let go by the Pacers to clear the spot for DeAndre, which did not oh, work out uh, for the Pacers. So James Jones, like Gus Fring, and the, from Breaking Bad, you know, that's what I just picture James Jones as, is Gus from Breaking Bad, just sitting there, you know, just all prim and proper and just like, oh, that guy screwed me over. I'm going to take his dude. So we got him the 15th final spot. Not a bad guy. Uh, seems like a good, we needed the point guard position. I know a lot of jam stars in here, jamsters in here were talking about we need help with point guard, and we do. So it's another guy next to Cameron Payne and looking forward to seeing him in his son's uniform. Yeah, somebody on Twitter said something very funny. They said, like, James Jones is playing 3D chess underwater. Like, that's how in-depth he is going to where, to, you, to, to the point you mentioned, Dwayne Washington Jr. was let go, released by the Indiana Pacers in an effort to bring in DeAndre. They wanted to clear a little bit of space. Uh, they did that, and guess what? Uh, the, the Suns, not, they get DeAndre Ayton, they keep DeAndre Ayton, and they bring in Dwayne Washington. Now, you know, looking at his statistics last year, uh, he's somebody who played three years at Ohio State. And one thing that's credible to his performance at Ohio State is every year he continued to get better, right? So you look at this guy, you know, he's 22 and, and a half years old, if you will. Uh, typical James Jones guy, right? Like three-year college starter at Ohio State, uh, played last year for the Pacers after signing a two-way contract with them, wasn't drafted. 
you know, didn't have a massive impact, but I mean, in 48 games played in seven starts, he had nine and a half or 9.9 points per game. Uh, he only had 1.8 assists. So if we're looking from a distribution uh, uh, expectation for a backup point guard, a backup to the backup point guard, essentially, uh, I don't know if Dwayne Washington is really it, uh, but an effective three point shooter, you know, shot 37.7% from the field or I'm sorry, from beyond the arc on four and a half, three point attempts per outing. So I think that he's somebody who definitely has a lot of promise. You know, this isn't a guy you're going to bring in and hope that the Phoenix Suns are developing into the next Chris Paul, the future, but there is more. It's again, another low risk, high reward possibility for the Phoenix Suns for James Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like one of those things where every move he makes, it seems like it's either decent or a good move. Um, so far this offseason, it seems pretty basic, pretty a lot of small moves here or there, only because we're waiting for the big one with Kevin Durant. So uh, it's nothing really to overlook too much, but this guy is, it just seems kind of like a steal in a way. In a way, it's just, it just seems like for the 15th and the final spot, seems like a guy that's kind of a steal um, but then right now, I don't know if that's just me thinking that because of everything he's done other than Shamit, where we bring these guys in and they just turn into pretty decent players beforehand. It's like, who are they? Right. So mm-hmm. it might be one of those cases. He might turn into something. Maybe not. He might be involved in a trade. Who knows? But it, the only thing that's funny is that he took him from Indiana. So that's, that's <laughs> well, the headline to that right point, there. To that point, Mike B in the chat watching along live on YouTube says D wash might be Shamit's replacement. If Shamit is in the Durant deal or just depth, simple as that. And so you have to look at anything that's going on right now. You have to look through that prism, right? Like, yeah, if the Phoenix Suns don't get Kevin Durant, what's the status of this team? If they do get Kevin Durant, what is left after, you know, decimating essentially the depth of this team? Dwayne Washington is somebody who, you know, pre Durant appears to be somebody who, as you mentioned, might not have a big impact. Definitely an upside guy. Uh, probably won't get a ton of minutes in this season for the Phoenix Suns, but appears to be a, a quality addition and somebody who potentially, if called upon, can provide the necessary minutes and fulfill a role, a very specific role as like the 15th guy at the end of the roster, right? But again, we know James Jones. We know James Jones is playing that 4D chess underwater uh, with seahorses or some shit. Yeah, and he, UFOs. and he, yeah, you know, maybe an octopus. Uh, <laughs> And he might be looking at it like that. You know, if if I'm going to deal assets in an effort to get Kevin Durant to Phoenix, Shamit might be a part of that deal, which would make sense. He is somebody who has, you know, a salary that you would definitely like to throw in that deal. Uh, sending him back to Brooklyn, wouldn't that be? Because I say back to Brooklyn. <laughs> Lucky Brooklyn, you know, I mean, it's just, it's disappointing really to think about like what other teams might get back from the Suns when players like Shamit, it just, it's like, uh, really that it, it's kind of, it's, I feel bad. Cause I feel like the Suns now always have the upper hand in things just because yeah. that's the way James Jones runs things. Isn't that I'm nice? Like, okay. You can have James or you can have Shabbat back, but is it, they have no choice. Nice? <laughs> they have no choice. Yeah. Well, potentially. And again, if that's the case, if Landry Shamit's gone, you know, you're going to look at guys who could provide some offensive firepower off the bench. Josh Jacoby isn't it. Although I'm really excited to see Josh Akogi. Like after Me I too. dogged him. Yeah. Yeah. I dogged him in that one, you know, kind of like welcome to Did Phoenix you? thing. Well, I just said like he's Alfred Payton, but he hustles like because he can't shoot. The dude can't shoot. Let's just face it. But he's going to give you everything on defense. And he's, that's like Javon Carter, right? Like we loved Javon Carter, not because he was out there stroking threes all the time. It's because he just played with an intensity that you can't mm-hmm. help but admire. 
and physical Josh, guys. So yes, physical yeah. guy. And Josh, that's who Josh Kogi is. And I hope that somehow, some way, he finds some semblance of an offensive jumper that makes him, you know, a threat on offense. Because when you have those kind of guys on the court. They're complete zeros, and the defense knows that they don't have to focus any energy on them, so they're going to focus it on doubling and trying to take away other guys. Now, Dwayne, Dwayne Washington looks to have the ability to be somebody who could potentially uh, have that, you know, he could shoot the three a little bit in his limited time. You know, he's, he's played one year, uh, but he can, he can shoot the three ball. He can play a little bit of defense. Like you said, not afraid of contact. You know, so that's kind of addressing that need of like, we got to get to the free throw line, right? Like we don't have enough guys who are just simply trying to get to uh, the line because we lack that physicality. You know, I, per 36 isn't always the best uh, marker, but you know, he has no. 2.3 free throw attempts per 36 in his time in Indiana. Uh, Hey.Zero asks in the chat, the question is, how is, or is Monty Williams going to use Dwayne Washington? Do you foresee him using him in any way, shape, or form? I don't know. And I'm talking if Kevin Durant is not a member of the Phoenix Suns. Because if Kevin Durant is a member of the Phoenix Suns, like, he's using him. He has to. But if he's he's not a member of the Phoenix Suns, if he's truly the 15th guy off the bench, uh, do you think Monty Williams will use Dwayne Washington? I think it's up to campaign. I feel like it's up to how he plays this season. Campaign can really fill the minutes if he he brings us decent production. If he's not, then yeah, you got to go with a guy like him, like any other backup to campaign would have to play, right? Just to see if he can fill some minutes, see if we can get that energy back. That campaign is not, he's not, you know, he's not throwing out there on the court. So it's it's going to be a different kind of feeling this year if Kevin Durant doesn't come because we have to find the guys that are the Monty guys, the guys that are the James mm-hmm. Jones guys, but mostly a Monty guy. Is he going to be a Monty guy where he's going to, we're going to suffer through minutes with this guy. If he's not, he's not throwing any production out there, then we might, we might, we might end up having to deal with that. But I'm just thinking that Monty's, he's going to figure things out with this lineup um, sooner or later. I feel like the chemistry chemistry is already there with the starting lineup and we already have a decent size bench, a little bit of a depth going into these other guys where he'll just have to figure out like pick and choose where he wants to play him. Of course, injuries come up, but if he is a Monty guy, he's going to get some minutes. But I really think campaign with the season he can come back and have this year. I don't think it's going to matter with these backup dudes, these guys that are the 15th spot on the roster. I don't think these guys are really going to play a big part into the season unless injuries do happen. No, I think you're you're absolutely right, and that's typically how a roster is uh, is structured, right? You know, you have guys who are getting production simply because they're their injury replacements and things of that nature. I don't know if Kevin Durant is not a member of the Phoenix Suns. That is to say that Dwayne Washington truly is the 15th or 14th guy off the bench that he's going to see much playing time outside of injury replacement. You know, he's a two-way guy. It's just like Ish, right? Like Ish yeah. took a long time to get kind of integrated and it wasn't until the back end of the season where he actually got some playing time. Uh, and even then, you know, he was effective, but he wasn't necessarily needed for the team to be successful come playoff time. Cause that's what these guys are, right? The, the, the end of bench guys, these aren't the guys who sway a championship. These are the guys who get you to a, a proper seating. So you have an opportunity for your top seven to nine guys to get you to that championship. And that's why, you know, again, I think that's a solid, uh, definitely a solid pickup uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Now, obviously the other guy, Oh, and real quick, if you guys want, to know anything else about Dwayne Washington. Uh, Suns Geek is actually watching along in the chat. Shout out to Suns Geek. Geek, if it has to do with the Phoenix Suns, he's going to make a video about it. And he's got a great video on Dwayne Washington on his channel. So check that out when you get a chance. Uh, but the other guy who was obviously brought back, Ish Wainwright. I was actually kind of surprised that Ish Wainwright came back on a two-way deal. 
I think that he proved something. You know, he, he was on a two-way contract last year. The Phoenix Suns let go Frank Kaminsky and filled that money with a Ish Wainwright, taking him off that two-way contract, brought him into onto the playoff roster. He had a very solid summer league. And I thought that that was almost an opportunity for him to say, hey, NBA, look, I, I am an NBA player. I might not be a top 10 of 10 guy on the roster player or, but maybe on some shitty teams, he could be, you know, he could probably go down there in Houston and be like the number seven, eight guy on the team. But I think that it was an opportunity for him to maybe cash in a little bit. Uh, and it looked like there just weren't any takers. And ultimately he he's joining the Suns again on that two way contract. Maybe another play by James Jones. Maybe James Jones will Monte. Hey, cause a lot of us wanted it to play more minutes last year. I remember we were reaching a lot for the for depth because we were just suffering so much in that last series we're like could somebody else come in here and give us you know something ish was one of those guys and i'm just wondering i'm like does monty or did, Mon did james jones tell monty like hey if ish comes out there because he was playing well he fit really well within the offense coming in with the second unit he just looked like he fit right in like he was in the corner ready for the three uh he didn't stick out like a sore throat like a sore thumb in the earlier like earlier in the season where mm -hmm. he was just making mistake after mistake so he came in played good was hitting some threes. Um, I liked him a lot. I want to see him more. So maybe Monty was told by James Jones in a way, maybe like, hey, we can get this guy back two-way. Just don't play him because I feel like he might have a hot streak here and there might be some stupid team like a New York Knicks or, you know what I mean, that might give him extra money just to bring him on because they see something in him. Like, could we keep that for next year? So I don't know. That's just something I'm throwing out there because it was such a weird thing last year where yeah. we just didn't see him as much as we wanted to. I just felt like he was such a good asset to that offense with the second team, and it never happened. Well, and I think the challenge that we had last year and a potential challenge that, that could arise uh, this season for the Phoenix Suns is the lack of production from Torrey Craig. And... I mean, I wrote numerous pieces for Bright Side of the Sun on this exact subject, how I think that Ish Wainwright had earned more minutes than Torrey Craig because Torrey Craig, he, he was a zero on offense a lot of times. He was zero on defense. He yeah. was your classic, like, oh, shit, Torrey Craig got 17 minutes tonight. When the fuck did that happen kind of guy, mm -hmm. right? You just didn't – he made no effect on the game, whereas at least with Ish, he had the ability to display hustle and grit and progression throughout the season. So come playoff time, yeah, when Torrey Craig was stinking it up against the New Orleans Pelicans, we were once again asking for Ish, which is an interesting thing uh, for a player who is now on back-to-back -back seasons, a two-way contract player. You don't typically find yourself banging at the front door and, and pleading that you bring in a guy who's getting paid as a two-way contract guy. But Ish at least has that fire, right? That tenacity. And that energy that you need from a second team unit versus Tory Craig, who just kind of walks around out there, just like, you know, like he's got a joint in his mouth or something. He's like, hey, man, like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, he kind of he kind of looked like he was running to get your car, like, um, like a you valet. Know, valet. He seriously looked like a valet guy running out there, like, oh, where's where's the car? Like, beep beep. Oh, it's not over here. It's oh, over there. That's what he looked like. like he but was he wasn't like, running. running. That like... was the problem. He was just searching for the car. <laughs> he was doing well. He was no doing the urgency. valet jog. He was doing yeah. a valet jog, dude. <laughs> That's what it looked like he was. But like doing no urgency, and I'm you're sitting there like, listen, <laughs> I I need my car yeah. so I can get to the Western Conference Finals, Mister Craig. Uh, he, can he you get seems it? Like he he um I don't know. There's not a motor in that guy, right? Really? I mean, in the not first really. year we we got him. It seemed like he played better than he's ever played in his career, and then he kind of came back down to earth last year. I mean, it's never really good to have the guy come back around, like having seconds, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think when he came back, there was just no motor in him at all. 
Yeah, I mean, he only averaged 2.2 points in the playoffs last year. And you look at the regular season with the Phoenix Suns, it was 6.9 points. Uh, where He averaged 7.2 the previous year with the, with the Suns. Uh, but in the playoffs, you know, he was much more effective, uh, four points per game. But I think the big thing was he shot 40% from beyond the arc in the previous playoffs. And he shot 30% this past season. So, again, this could potentially potentially be an asset that could be moved for Kevin Durant. So if it is Shamit, right, if it is Craig, if it is like Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and then like picks, you know, that then, then Ish Wainwright, Ish Wainwright makes even more sense. Then those guys are gone. And then what James Jones goes, Hey, my, Hey guys who are on two way contracts, boom. Now you're on, you know, fully committed contracts uh, and you're going to fill those needs. So again, potentially, that could happen that, you know, could, do you think that that could happen? And I think it's a good time to segue into the the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Uh, how are you feeling about Kevin Durant these days? You still think it's out there? Feeling good, man. Yeah, I'm definitely our last video we sent out. I said it was chill. I'm still chill. I really just think we're going to get them. I don't, I mean, we're going to talk about the Jay Crowder thing soon, but there's a, just a lot of fuss on Twitter over the littlest shit. It's like, dude, flex is, I trust him hundred percent. I really do. All right. And he's talking about how it's, you got to be patient. And the more this thing jags on, a lot of people are just like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think it's going to happen. And honestly, whenever it happens, it happens. If it happens right before the season starts or something crazy like that, then it happens. And when that'd be nice, mix up the chemistry. Let's not come in and play so hot in the beginning, right. And waste all our juice and then wait till or get our chemistry together with Kevin Durant. Like I'm already talking like he's going to be on the team. Cause I'm just, I know I'm just you saying, are <laughs> just, it's my gut feeling and I'm, I'm always wrong about everything. So don't listen to me about this, but I really just think he's going to be on the team. And I think it's going to be something where we don't give up a lot, but the more this drags on and it's going to be till football season, probably I'm, I'm still cool, man. I think it's going to happen for sure. Well, the nice thing is for one of us, one of us will be right because I'm in the opposite camp right now. <laughs> I, are. I and, and I'm normally always wrong. So this is actually going to be quite interesting to see what happens uh, because I don't think we're going to get KD. We get half of them. anytime soon. Like, I don't think that this season I could see it perhaps happening next season, next off season. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of drama that's going to play out over in Brooklyn. I think that, uh, the Phoenix Suns, you know, again, I think James Jones is playing it smart and he's not giving up a King's ransom. And and I understand, you know, kind of the, the thought process that, well, KD holds all of the cards because that's what a lot of people keep saying. Well, KD holds all the cards. Well, no, he doesn't because if he held all the cards, he'd already be in fucking Phoenix, right? Like, I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, the, the organization still has to make the transaction. They, they, they're obviously the longer that Kevin Durant potentially holds out which we're not even at that point yet where we no. know if he's even going to hold out that's why we're just stuck in limbo and we're mulling over the same conversation because there's been no holdout because once the holdout starts to happen to your point the leverage begins and the opportunity and the optimism seeing kevin durant come to phoenix will increase and you will you will be more excited and i will hang my head in shame as i've as i would be wrong <laughs> as i always am because if he holds out you know something's better than nothing and if you got katie doing nothing You'd rather get something for him, and he's devaluing himself as an asset. If any organization knows what it's like to have assets devalue themselves, it's the Phoenix Suns. You know, just see Markeith Morris and how we got pennies on the dollar for him. Just see Eric Bledsoe. We got what Greg Monroe in a second round pick for great for Eric Bledsoe. I mean, and it's because he said he didn't want to be here. Now, granted, you know, those guys were on the last year of their deal. 
Kevin Durant's got four years on his deal. So therefore there's a little bit more leverage on the net side. Uh, but I'm still just feeling like, and, and, and I feel, I feel wrong saying this, but I don't care. Uh, like <laughs> I don't want him to come right now, man. Like I want to see this team just won 64 games and that brings yeah. me to my, to my next yeah. question. You know, like this team built as it is right now. Okay. Just, you know, no Kevin Durant quite yet, at least for you. Okay. I'll ask you this straight up. Is this team better than the team they rostered last season? Why it's or why the, not? It's the same. And I don't think you're going to get the 64-win the game, of course, next year. You're not going to get that um, just because of it. I'll, I'll play into the aging a little bit with Chris Paul. He will be a little bit older, right? So that will be something that will want to take into effect. And then also um, finishing fifth in MVP voting was Devin Booker. So he will probably even increase his play. So does that kind of even things out? Honestly, I think it's about the same. I think it's the same exact team. That's why it's just not good enough to get it done. Obviously, we saw last year whatever happened, happened. But even if if all these teams are healthy, including a Zion, Zion with the Pelicans, including Zylon. a healthy, a healthy um um de- or a healthy Luka Doncic that comes in. Yeah, but even like a healthy Luka, do even does it take you seven games? Do they just kill us in the first like four or five games in the series? It's just those are things that come in my mind because now I'm just like, what's the psyche of this team going to any series with these same players, right? And like you just said, the Clippers too. We've talked about this before where these teams that are healthy, they're going to beat the Suns. They're going to absolutely beat them. That's why we need a Kevin Durant. We don't have that guy that can take over unless Devin Booker blossoms into that player where he can constantly do that, which he has done it, but stay healthy doing it in a way where he can help this team win series. I just it's 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 a hard thing to really think about right now just because I still have KD on my mind and I'm thinking it's going to happen but when you do ask if it's this team on paper right now it's I just think it's the same and I think as soon as it gets to 2 weeks or 3 weeks into the season a lot of Suns fans are going to be like oh man this is it's kind of sucks unless Aiden comes out and dominates too then you have to think about that too with his whole contract situation did it really hurt him to the core right is he just mm-hmm. really upset with the whole situation where he comes out and doesn't even have a good year this year. Cause he had a good year last year, but can he make it a great year? So there's just a lot of questions still with this team. And then I don't know in the improvement of this young team will be fun to watch for sure, but will it be good enough? I don't know, man, because I only see two all-stars still on this team. And I don't know if that's good enough to get it done again next year. And see, this is, I think this team is better than the last, last season, right? Because for for that simple statement, like Devin Booker's entering his prime, Mikael Bridges is getting he's still a year away from his prime. I feel DeAndre Ayton's probably a year or two away from his prime. So these these are players that have another year of experience underneath their belt. Uh, Cameron Johnson as well. So that young core is only going to be better moving forward. And that's again where I'm a little bit scared about the whole KD situation because if if you again I say if you guarantee me a championship, if KD comes here and you guarantee me a championship. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm bring it, but I love this core. I love how this team's developed. I love who they are and how they've developed as a team, because that's the other thing that they have going into the next season. You know, you, you talk about the Clippers and, you know, they got a murderer's row of lineup, but these guys have never played together, you know, and chemistry, organic chemistry is something that's really hard to value. And this team, they're starting five. If they were to go and start the season today, it would be the third consecutive year of the exact same starting five. Tell me when's the last time you saw that happen. I couldn't tell you the three consecutive years for any team. I'm not, I'm not saying Phoenix suns. I'm saying any team. 
And this is a team that went to the NBA Finals two years ago. They won 64 games last year. They shit the bed in the playoffs? Yes. But they have experience, and they've gained experience from both of those situations. And I just have, like, I want to see where this next step goes. So part of me, yes, I want Kevin Durant to come here because then you have, we, we talked about in the last pod, like what Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant brings to this team is, is unassailably a positive. Like it's, it, uh, somebody said it earlier, it automatically puts you in, uh, cha- you know, in pole position to be the champion, right? You know, Force Master 99 says, I just want a championship and KD makes us undisputed favorites. It makes you an undisputed favorite to have him here. But at the same time, I really like this core and I like, I want to see what this develops. It's a win-win for the Suns right now. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if we get Kevin Durant, fuck yeah. If we don't get Kevin Durant, like fuck yeah. I, I still really like this team. Mm-hmm. Are okay. you know the, the Warriors, you know, they're a good team, but they're a much older team than the Phoenix Suns. And they lost some some pretty key, you know, secondary guys. They lost Otto Porter, the guy who killed us on Christmas last year, right? They lost uh, Gary Payton the second who played phenomenal in the NBA finals with his defense. The Clippers, like I said, you know, one, they have a history of just being injured and two, they don't have any consistency yet. They have a lot to figure out relative to their lineups, to their chemistry. Are they a dangerous team because of their talent? Absolutely. But their organic chemistry doesn't necessarily exist. Uh, Denver will be better next year with Jamal Murray back. Uh, MPJ is coming back, but I don't know how scared I am of him because he's made of glass as well. So, I mean, there's there's also there's a lot of different teams out there that you have to respect and you have to know that they're going to be coming at you full full force. So, I don't think that this is a team that's going to end sixty four and eighteen necessarily. If it was if it was this team right now on paper, but it's a team that's going to be contending for a title, and I, that's all you can ask yeah. for. Yeah, it's going to suck if we do go into this year, we do get KD, and we do give up a Mikhail Bridges and a Cameron Johnson, both those guys. Then you're talking about maybe by the end of next year, where this last year we were we were the favorites. We mm-hmm. were. To oh, the end of the season, absolutely. oh, the Suns are winning it all. Everybody was saying we're going to win it all. So, again, if we get KD, we will be that. But if it doesn't work out, right, we, we talked about it, where this will just destroy the franchise. The next two years, if we have KD and we don't win a championship and things just blow up, we're going to look back at these last two years. We're like, dude, I miss that core. That's why I like doing yes. the bracket of 64, going back and watching just all the highlights and stuff, even though it sucks, it still hurts. It's like, dude, we could be looking at this like next season and be like, I miss that group. Like, I don't care that they lost to the Mavericks in game seven and Lucas still didn't win a championship. So it shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? I, I wanted mm-hmm. to see this group go up against the Mavericks again. I wanted that rivalry with Booker and Luca. I wanted this team to have an ongoing rivalry with the Mavericks, maybe a couple seasons. Let's mm-hmm. see who can actually truly win it with the organic chemistry that we've kind of just grown here. So it's going to be weird, man, because if they don't, if it doesn't work out, dude, it's just it's gonna suck. You'll be. And I know. It's just it's just like it's over. Just, it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. That's why if we get KD, I'll be very upset. Of course, if we lose both McHill and Cameron Johnson, I want to keep McHill. I want to keep Da here for sure. I know Da will be here for sure. But yeah, if McHill goes and then we get KD, I'll be happy. I guess it's just gonna be a weird situation. I think once the season starts and we have KD, I'll be like, oh fuck yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, of course. But then when it happens though, and I see that headline probably like at four o'clock in the morning, there's going to be something leaked and I'll have to roll we'll have to roll out of bed and do a pod. I'm going to be like, I don't know how I feel about this. I guess I'm excited. It's early though. So <laughs> who knows? It's the dog days of August, the dog days of mm-hmm. August. Well, before we get into the bracket of 64, there's one thing I wanted to bring up real quick and talk to the Jamsters about. Uh, and that is the second annual Rendon charity classic. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, Nick Rendon, 
known for a long time. And uh, he, this is the second time he's put on a charity classic in which uh, everything that we do and, and, and every donation helps the Addy J Foundation. Uh, one of my very best friends, his niece recently passed a cancer a couple years ago, and they started putting together this golf classic uh, in an effort to raise funds for the Addy Jade Foundation. So, you know, if you're interested please take a look at the the link in the pod or the link on YouTube. Uh, you can either donate or you can actually come down and play golf. It's on the 27th of August at Whirlwind, which is at Wild Horse Pass down there in uh, uh, Chandler area. Uh, come play some golf. It's for a great cause. I just wanted to throw a shout out right there. Uh, and again, follow the links in the description for that below. All right, the bracket of 64, oh. Matthew. So we're getting into the second round now, aren't we? Yeah, we have actually one early matchup. I just wanted to test some things out. Okay, um, t- t- test some things out. So we got a few more matchups in the first round, but results as of today, as of right now, um, out of the Aiton bracket, the uh, number five, Aiton, career high 35 points against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. was a great game. Yes. That won 61% over just <laughs> Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges is being himself, right? See, I talked about that last pod. You put Mikhail Bridges against Aiton on anything. Like, he has a career high. We loved him that (laughs) game. And and it was just the Mikhail Bridges, like, sticking his tongue out, right? Or or just being Mikhail Bridges. (laughs) Just being Mikhail Bridges. Just being Mikhael Bridges. And Aiton only won 61 to what? What, What's the math on that? 49? 39? Yeah, 61 to 39. Yep. That's... It yeah. just goes to show you, man, like Aiden can't Th- win, man. That Aiton was the first win. comment, too. It was like because Mikhail was actually kind of running away with it in the beginning. Someone's like, the disrespect. It's like, yeah, but Mikhail Bridges, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough, right? It's fucked up. We, we expect DA to get 35 every fucking night. That's yeah, funny. I guess so. That's the he goes reason. for 50. He'll lose to like Chris Paul smiling. <laughs> yes, exactly. A dude. Bunch of His big bubble butt. Um, yeah, so um, the next one up was the number three out of the eight in bracket two. It was number three. Booker, the dunk over D'Lo, won 79% awesome. over. Just fuck this bracket. I put it in there at number 14 for the eight in bracket. Fuck the moments. Fuck this bracket. Because um, someone recommended it. They're like, I don't want to see go. the highlights, and I don't either. So I don't know why the fuck I'm doing this. It's 70. <laughs> Booker's dunk won 79% Thank God. to 21%. Um, next up out of the Al McCoy bracket is number six. McGee goes the distance where he takes the ball from Luca. <sighs> Hard to watch that one too. That one won 55% to 45% over, uh, Chris Paul's knockout to Alvarado. And honestly, I think Alvarado kind of sold that one too, where Chris Paul stuck his butt out there, but Alvarado kind of like flopped back. Yeah. 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 Back a little bit. So I don't know. Kind of disappointed in this too, John. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> the eight in bracket again. There's a lot coming out, dude. So number four, CP3 tries to fight a 16-year-old kid. That one won against Juice 2, the return of the juice. Good. A it moment where we were excited won. for. We were excited, yeah, we, we but were. what a letdown, right? What a letdown. What, what a, a fucking letdown. letdown. That one won 78%. And then, uh, yeah, that was actually the last one. I th- oh, actually, there was one more. The Cam stand, the lemonade stand, won yes. 77%. It was the number six seed out of the Chris Paul bracket. And that beats uh, number 11, Mikhail Bridges, um, making the first team all defensive. Team. Wow. First interesting. Team. Yeah. And interesting it interesting. is. So yeah. that's the update, man. All right. And, and second round has already started, right? So ladies yeah, and yeah. Gentlemen- so there's, there's one out right now. All right, and uh, that's DA. He's once again going to – I already saw the poll. He's already he's getting crazy. 
Well, it's yeah. a Chris Paul perfect game number one seed, so that's definitely going to win. Yeah. So, so yeah. again, ladies and gentlemen, go to Suns Jam on Twitter, and you can vote on these every day. They're coming out. You get to watch these amazing little videos to remember some of the 64 greatest moments of the 64 win season. You can vote to which one you think is is the best moment, and ultimately we will have a champion for the greatest moment of the 2021-2022 Phoenix Suns <laughs> season. All right, moving on. Uh, Jay Crowder. All right, let's talk about Jay Crowder a little bit. All yeah, right, so he talk. put the tweet out, tweeted it last week, and he stated in this tweet, in all caps, because that's what Jay Crowder does. He's an all caps kind of girl. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. Believe it's time for a change. I want to continue growing. Was it a big deal or not a big deal, Matthew? I didn't think it was a big deal. I did not think it was a big deal. And um, I think what I got from it instantly was, and it probably has nothing to do with this, but it's just him going to a, taking a bench role. You know what I mean? Just growing. That's a growth where mature as a man, it, it, you know, just accept the, fa- accept the fact that Cameron Johnson could probably be more to this offense, the first team offense oh. and taking a step back is fine. So that can be growth. Um, I don't think it would be anything where it's just like asking out of Phoenix because he moves around a lot. He gets traded all the time, right? I mean, he's a guy that's been – he's played on almost every team in the league about, right, maybe half of it. So he's always the guy on the on the move. So I don't think it would be anything like that. I just don't feel like this team right now, chemistry-wise, is at a point where people are asking out. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think anything with the DA situation had anything to do with Crowder being upset about it or maybe he, that he was involved in a Kevin Durant trade. But when it comes to Kevin Durant, Jay Crowder's got to accept the fact like, hey – I might be a guy that's out of here. So he mm-hmm. needs to know, he knows in his career where he's at and what kind of player he is or where he can be included in a trade where Kevin Durant would come into a franchise and help win him a championship. So I just think it's something positive in a way. I don't think it's anything negative about the Suns, but what is your take? Matthew, this is the first one we agree on all night. Do we really? Yeah, first, I don't think it's a big deal. Wow, okay, cool. I really don't. I didn't read too much into it at all. Obviously, there's a lot of little things that people can read into it, right? Uh, he might think or have heard rumors that he is part of a potential Kevin Durant deal. And therefore, he's, you know, by stating that he's ready for a change, uh, he wants to continue growing, that, you know, he's accepting potentially that he could be moved. Uh, that's how one could take it. I just think, you know, he maybe he's like, listen, I'm kind of done with Taco Bell. I'm going to go to El Pollo Loco now. It's like they haven't brought back the Club Chalupa. They haven't brought back the uh, the BLT <laughs> soft taco. He's like, I'm going to El Pollo Loco, and I'm just it's time for a change. Growth is, you know, and he wants to continue growing. And when you eat at these uh, fast food restaurants, you, your belly grows a little bit. I mean, maybe that's what he meant. <laughs> Who knows what he meant? You know, maybe he's going from thin crust pizza to like Chicago style deep dish. He just had some Lou Malnati's for the first time. Yeah. Shout out to Lou Malnati's, fantastic. Pizza. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, growth. I'm growing as a human. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fucking August tweet. That's what you get in August. Those are the kind of tweets you get in August, okay? Uh, but I think, you know, once you said what you said, I think it's a lot more uh, plausible that he understands that he's accepted more of a bench role. Uh, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking clearly all about food. And- <laughs> you were thinking about <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just want the wise. damn Club Chalupa back at Taco Bell. <laughs> like, why do they make that thing seasonal? It's fucking amazing. I like, saw the, I was door dashing last night, you know, Saturday night, late night, door dash, nice. got Del Taco, but I thought I saw the club chalupa. But no, it ain't, it, it ain't there. It ain't there. Right, I was seeing things, you know, uh, Mike B is like, fuck Taco Bell overpriced, overpriced deliciousness. LOL. Amen to that. 
Taco it's, Bell is the best fast food place ever. And it I never is. And, and it's it's I always go everywhere else. You, you I don't know feel why. Like shit. Instantly. That's why. <laughs> Three <laughs> bites why. in, you're just like, my tummy kind of <laughs> hurts. My yeah. ego hurts. Like I'm a, not a good human being. I mean, I, I've seen behind the scenes on like TikTok, you'll have a disgruntled employee showing you how they make the beef. And it, like it just comes in like a Ziploc bag and they just like heat it up and it's gross. But you still find yourself at like I don't 1 a.m. in the drive through just being like, could I get a can I get one of those locos tacos, please? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't, wanna, just, I don't want to see the people that even work there. I don't except for the person <laughs> giving me my food. That's fine. I don't even the them. I don't want to see. Or, yeah. But maybe that's what Jay Crowder was talking about. I don't know, but I, I like your take on that a lot. A lot. More. I don't think but, it, it's nothing bad. This it, this franchise is fine. We keep overreacting to everything, and Da is happy to be back. That's the only thing, right? I think we're fine. I think we're doing all right. Then I think Jay Crowder's doing all right too. Still, and again, you know, he's still thirty-two no years old, right? Like, yeah, if that's he, old, if, right? if he steps well in the in basketball years, it's not like ancient. Yeah, I know. But it's, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's old, and I think yeah. that. It's a, a very plausible that he could be, you know, James Jones, Monty Williams have probably said like, hey, Cam Johnson, up and comer. You've seen what he can do on offense. You can see how he he electrically can get to the rim. Uh, we would really like you to kind of take a step back and we're going to have you start less games. Jay, are you cool with that? And he's like, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm with it because I want to win. I want to be part of this team. It's hard for a 32 year old who, let's face it, has the skill set that Jay Crowder has, which isn't an abundantly effective skill set uh to to maintain a, a starter on a potential western conference champion like if he if he accepted a role coming off the bench imagine what that does for the phoenix suns imagine what that does because you still have your enforcer around you could put him in after three minutes after the game if you see it's gonna be a physical game and you're like hey cam johnson you know we're we're, we're gonna pull you we need some physicality here boom jay crowd is in there he's cracking skulls and he's salsa dancing all over them fools didn't he he tweeted something out too i think about maybe a month ago right before the kd thing i thought he tweeted something about just like it has something to do with like the trade or something you know oh needing a new power forward or something like that so that was more encrypting i don't think this has anything but they you know that the Suns will talk to jay crowder about the options that are coming up for him in this team of course so he knows what's going to happen. It's like, well, wouldn't you just wait till something happens, till training camp starts? It's like, no, they want these guys to know what's going on so they can decide their future, especially when they're this deep into their NBA career and they're just well-respected like Jay Crowder. Absolutely. And just to how to mentally prepare for the season that, that yeah. lies ahead as well. So uh, I think all, all valid. And again, I think you know a, a lot of overreactions by Twitter because, again, that's what happens in August. Uh, are you happy... That Booker and Kendall are back together. Looks like they tweeted out a picture. They're hanging out in Pine Top or some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, tell me about that. I mean, you're the only one who cares, so. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But I know you do. I'm, I'm the only one I that ask. cares. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I'm the only one that cares. There's a million people that like that post. Um, <laughs> out of us, yes, I guess. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's one of those things where if it was over, just get it over with. Just rip the Band-Aid off and move on. Be a better player book. But I don't really worry about him and Kendall at all. I don't think it affects his game. I mean, maybe it does because a girl like her. And Oh, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Isn't Kendall the, the perfect? She is the perfect, like, kind of just parallel. Like, basically, Booker's game and Kendall are like the same thing. Kendall as a woman very famous makes a lot of money she's a kardashian but she's very simple right she's not 
big breasted. She's not big butted. She's not. She doesn't have implants. She is very plain. She's very basic. She's beautiful, but just like Booker's game, just like right? Booker's, Booker's game, game yeah. is basic. It's beautiful, but it's nothing crazy. It's not fake. There's nothing out there that you know. You're just like, oh god damn, did you see that? No, that's not Booker's game. So this they go. True. They're hand in hand, man. So hopefully it lasts for a while. Does it make Still you championship. happy? It yeah, it does. Is that weird? Okay. No, I mean makes me jealous. <laughs> oh, what that you can't have Kendall Jenner? Yeah, is that weird? It doesn't matter. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> so, anyways, what were we talking about? Um Nah, that's it. That's it. Uh let's see. <laughs> I, I've got no take on it, nor do I really care. Like, you know, again, I I just don't give a shit. Uh, let's see. Well, we did go out on Twitter today and we did ask, you know, our, our jamsters, if they had any questions that they want answered right here on the podcast, we would do it. Uh, the first question we had came from at shut up, Jerry, one, two, three on Twitter. Uh, great name, by the way, he says, how bad are you guys? How bad do you guys want to see Sarge on the court? I'm hella pump rip off the nicotine patches, step out and, and take a smoke break guys. Uh, so simply for that question, you know, we'll go ahead. We'll do it. It's 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 been a minute. It's been a while. I'm clearly stalling because I can't freaking find it. <laughs> it's here somewhere. I had it, then I lost it. Where the heck? There it is. The Sarge smoke break. There you go, Sarge. How pumped are you that Sarge potentially? Could be back next season. Now, the only reason I say potentially is, again, if, if for those of you who don't remember, remember uh, Dario Saric, after having the ACL tear in the NBA Finals in 2021, uh, had surgery to his right knee in May. So we don't know exactly when. No timetable for return. We don't know exactly when he's he's going to be back. But tell me, are you excited for the fact that he could be back? Yeah, let's see that beautiful like facial hair, the big mane he has now yes. on the court, right? In those new teal jerseys. I'm excited to see him uh, just kind of take the steps to get back to where he was before. It's not something where when he comes back, it's going to be like, oh, damn, Sarich, like you've been working on stuff. I think it's going to be a while till he gets his groove back, which whatever that is, whatever Sarich does on the floor, which he does whatever fantastic his sometimes. Yeah, whatever that little thing. He spins around, does a few things here or there. Um, I'm excited because I think he brings some toughness to this team. I think he's under really undervalued there where he's just a tough motherfucker where he won't pass the ball out ever. Right. He'll get his shit blocked five times. <laughs> I'm going to miss it. It's kind of like a McGee thing in a way where McGee would make those plays. Where it's like, dude, are you serious? Like, what the hell was that? That's that's Sarge, but it's funny. Like there's just things where like when he he fell and like sat on a ball or something like he just there are plays that he that does not help this team at all that I, I truly, I, I dearly miss those plays. I can't wait to have one of us out there. Cause that's what happens when you see Dario Saric out there playing basketball, you go, you know what? Maybe I can. Cause I, he has as much talent, as much hops as I do. No, no I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the Phoenix Suns use him because again, you know, knowing that Bismack Biombo and Jock Landell are our backup fives in theory and Cam Johnson. And I guess Dario Saric are our backup fours. Like, it'll be really interesting to see how and when Monty Williams deploys him. And I'm just happy to see it for the same reason that you are. The energy he brings, uh, he's got a really solid skill set. He really does. He's a valuable player. And we went a whole season without him. 
And that's probably why we lost to the Mavericks is we didn't have a, just a little bit of Dario. Just mm-hmm. a little bit of Dario is all you need. Super Dario coming back. Uh, I'm excited to see him. So there Me you too. go. There you go. That's, uh, again, a- answering the question of at shut up, Jerry, one, two, three. Uh, next question. I think this is one that we've answered actually answered before. But Every we'll year. bring it up again. Every year. Every year this one always this comes one. up. Uh, at MJ Logan 87 asks the simple question is a hot dog a sandwich? Nope. There you go. Why? Um, I just never thought of it was. I never thought I know between two pieces of bread, yeah, it's fine, but a hot dog. I've had a hot dog sandwich where you slice it. <laughs> We're just talking about this. I feel like I said the same thing twice already. I've had a hot dog sandwich where you slice it up and you put it on the pieces of bread with some cheese and you cook that in the microwave, but I never had a hot dog and said it was a sandwich. So <laughs> Well, I'll answer this one question. But we had this conversation before, and after the podcast, uh, one of our good friends at Dervish of Whirl, Paul from the Fanning the Flames podcast, go check him out at Fan the Flames NBA. Uh, he actually sent me the cubed rule of food identification, and what this is for those of you who are watching, you'll see I'm pulling a graphic up on the screen. And essentially, if you look at a cube, a cube has six total sides. Correct. Uh, based on how a food item is constructed and which sides are kind of used, kind of designates what a, a piece of food is, right? So based on the cube, the very top and the very bottom, if if that is uh, the, the type of food, it's designated as a sandwich. Well, that, that's not what a hot dog is. A hot dog isn't a piece of bread, a piece of meat, and then a piece of bread. It's a piece of bread that's it's conjoined at the bottom. And actually, per the cubed rule of food identification – a hot dog is a taco because it has, you know, if you're looking at cube side, side and bottom. So that that's where it falls. And ever since uh, Dervish of World sent me this, I, I keep this on my phone in case this conversation ever comes up because it's got all the sides. It's got, you know, all around. If, it, if everything's together, it's, it's a calzone. Uh, if it's everything but, you know, the, the ends, it's sushi. If it's one on the bottom, it's toast. If it's three layers of cake, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really kind of, it's an end-all, be-all, argument stopper. So I think that, you know, per, once again, the cube rule of food identification, a hot dog is a taco. So uh, um, a hot pocket, that's a calzone? A hot pocket would be designated as a calzone, correct, because okay. it's completely uh, it's completely engulfed in the bread in which it's, it's living. So there you go. That would be a burrito then too, right? A burrito would be a calzone? Uh, yeah, a burrito would be designated as a calzone. <laughs> Correct. A tostada would be toast. Um, And here we are talking about Taco Bell again. What else? (laughs) And technically, if you look at the Crunchwrap Supreme, you could almost designate that as a cake. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right. right, Let's uh, wrap this up so I can uh, hit that door dash, you know? There you go. Yeah. It's almost time to D dash it up. (laughs) Uh, Anything else that you want to talk about before we get out of here, Matthew? You know, I don't have too much. Um, you know, go, go, vote, go watch the videos. You can tell probably I'm, I might be on a little bit of uh, a few gummies here or there with some of these videos coming out. But uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. No, it's it's fun to uh, it just sucks to go back and watch sometimes, but it's fun to do. And I think that um, nothing else to do right now. This is that's why we're doing this stuff, right? Because there's nothing else really to talk about. I just when you think you think September for Kevin Durant, I just feel like it's never going to happen until September. That's what a lot of people are thinking. I, I saw Suns Geek. Uh, he was commenting in the chat, and he said that. I think a lot of people are just kind of wait. It's it's like once the players start to report for training camp, 
once you have preseason on the horizon and essentially once there's an opportunity for Kevin Durant to hold out. Because I think that that's kind of the last marker. Is he, you know, will he or won't he hold out? Will he say, I'm not playing here anymore? You know, it's one thing to say, trade me. It's another thing to say, trade me or I'm not playing here. And if he if he starts to play, then you guys can all kiss that shit goodbye. Because again, I mean, and and that's the challenge with Kevin Durant. When you look at him mentally, like he's a ball player, man. He wants to play basketball. He knows that his time is finite when it comes to the ability to play basketball, and he doesn't want to probably give any of that up. He's not Kyrie. Kyrie could give two shits about playing basketball. He's a human being who just happens to be good at basketball. Whereas Kevin Durant, like, is defined by playing basketball. He loves basketball. That's why he loves Devin, Be- Devin Booker. He respects his game. He respects the way he attacks the game. So for him to hold out is a big line of demarcation relative to whether or not the Kevin Durant thing's going to happen. And of course, you know what's going to happen, Matthew, is you and I, one thing that we do every year, and it'll be on September 11th this year, we get together on the first Sunday of football, come over to my house, we make Bloody Marys, I've got a smorgasbord of food, <laughs> got the yeah, grill yeah. going, and we just we just enjoy that first Sunday of football. It's what we do. And you know what's going to happen is like halfway during the first game, right when that one Bloody Mary we drink, because we set up the whole Bloody Mary bar and we both just have like one. <laughs> you know, we're just like, oh, oh yeah, I don't fucking like Bloody Mary. It Marys. never gets old. I love it. It never gets old. Every year we do it. <laughs> never gets old. But what's going to happen is during halftime of that first, that first set of games when we're watching the Red Zone channel, Kevin Durant will get traded to Phoenix and we have to do like an emergency pod. You you think that's what's going to happen? You yeah, know? So I'm calling it right now. September 11th I, I hope not. At, at like 11.30 Arizona time. Calling it yeah. right now. Well, Just as long as we're not the into the, into the uh, Arizona Cardinals game, <laughs> it always goes this way where it's the morning. Morning is always red zone. And then the Cardinals yes. play and then that they lose in some heartbreaking fashion. Ugh. And then we're already really drunk. We're already really tired. And the Cowboys come on. And I fall asleep by halftime. That's usually the way it, <laughs> it is. Goes. And the Cowboys have a night game on the first game, right? They do. They always they do. fucking they do. Always and, we do. and the Cardinals play the fucking Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I heard the Chiefs might not even be a first place team this year in their division. So, yeah, they've taken a step the Cardinals, back, potentially. Did the Cardinals not draft or pick up any offensive linemen? Is that true in the offseason? Yeah, I don't think they did. <laughs> oh Rodney God. Hudson came back, but they like, never changed. Dude. I don't even know who they have offensive line, but I saw that. I'm like, dude, you guys got to stock up. You guys, well, you got to stock up those dudes. Well, and they, and they needed to improve on defense. I agree, but like, yeah, the franchise is Kyler Murray, and he's tiny and he's fragile. Like, you need to invest in that O line as much as you can. And every year, they're just like they're they're picking up, you know, like. uh 35 year old linemen, you know, who just want to like ride out the last two years of their, their NFL career while they're living in paradise Valley. Cause it's like the school district's nice. So they come out here, you know, it's like like that though. Does he like not having a line? Cause he can't see over them anyway. So he probably likes it. He likes, he he always likes rolling out. Yeah. Yeah, But then he, but then he gets hit one time and he's gone for like four, four games, you know, or he throws (laughs) the ball and it hits AJ green right in the back of the helmet. And, I mean, we'll see. Like, here comes football, man. Like, I love football. For those of you who don't know, like, I <laughs> love football, either. fantasy football. Uh, I'm all about yeah. it. You know, in fact, one thing we got to do at some time on this podcast is we got to play the video. Uh, of yeah. You, yeah. Of, of you. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. I wonder if I can do that. Eh, is that another four time. years old or five oh, years old? It's, oh, it's old. I think it's that. five, right? It, it's five or six. Where it's like Jeez, Matthew prepping for, for fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, we made a video back before we did the pod 
because we were just yeah, excited. You had me do a lot of stuff. We had a trailer out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? makeup girl was out there. Makeup girl, yeah, yeah. It was it makeup was a thing. Lot. My uh, my belly hanging out. Put yeah, <laughs> makeup on that thing. It was it was a big production. So, uh, and then one thing before we get out of here, I I we talked earlier today. We went and had breakfast at at Cracker Barrel. Delicious. Mm. Highly recommend those. That came, I came home and took like a fat nap after that man. Yeah, like that's how you know you're just a shitty American. Where you just you go and you eat just like a country fried steak with like biscuits and gravy and like hash brown casserole and you're like okay I'm I'm going drive to sleep your, now drive your Dodge truck home yeah, yeah. drive my my Ram yeah. do, drive my Ram home Dodge just, Ram home yeah it's not a Dodge anymore it's just Ram twenty <laughs> oh it's just a Ram my bad just a Ram now okay uh, and then just take a sleep uh, but you're still watching Breaking Bad and I'm still yeah. I just finished watching The Captain uh, on it I highly recommend yeah. both of those yeah. people yeah. I'm on time up both. But I got to find out something. I got to find something new to watch because I got to. Oh, well, Hard Knocks starts. Who's who's uh, the team? On Tuesday. You know who's on Hard Knocks this year? Is it? It's not the Cowboys, is it? No, they were last no, year. No, Raiders. Is it the Raiders? Nope. They were two years ago. Okay. We looking it up really quick. Detroit Lions. Is that really no Raiders? way. Are you serious? It is the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I thought it was the Cardinals. I'll probably watch it like always. I always but it, do, but it's always the same. Like you said, like last year they kind of went over it because I think the Cowboys were last year. They had a lot of behind the scenes with Prescott, Prescott and uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, but a lot of it is always just those young guys that come in. You think they're going to make the team, and then you never see them again in your life. You know what I mean? So, well, it's the same thing. It's like it shows some guy mowing the grass first thing in the morning, and then it shows like the quarterback, and then he's like, "Oh, I can't play because it's early." And then, like, yeah, yeah. It, it brings in three guys that you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm getting behind this guy. And then, like, they don't play. And by, by the – I think there's, like, six episodes. By, like, episode five, you don't even watch. But for the first two or three weeks, I'll be really excited because, it's just again, it's some semblance of, of sport. I've been watching a ton of baseball. Ton, and r- real quick, RIP to Vince Scully, uh, one of the greatest to do it. Absolutely. You know, I was in tears when I heard that Vince Scully died. He was the, he was the voice of my childhood. And I was watching the Dodgers and the Giants game, and then they they announced that in about the fifth or sixth inning, and that that was tough hearing hearing that Vinny died on the uh, the the second of of August. So, R.I.P. Vin, R.I.P. to uh, Bill Russell as well. I mean, it's just twenty twenty two. It yes. sucks. All right, anything else before we get out of here? I think I'm good, man. I was just looking at Yankees. Um... Scores. Wait, wait, wait. They got Fuck. swept by the Cardinals. So yeah, swept by them. I bet on them every night, and they fucking. I, I lost fifty cents every game. Fucking Those Yankees, bastards. Dude. Go Love Dodgers. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. If you have any questions pertaining to the uh, annual Nick Rendon Charity Golf Classic, which is taking place on the 27th of August. Please follow the link in the description below. You can donate or you can actually sign up to participate in the event at the Whirlwind Golf Club. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next next Sunday. Uh, until then, just remember, a hot dog is a taco. <laughs> go, go home and hot dog your family.